And welcome to another week's edition of Dork Side of the Ring. It is the podcast where your nerdy obsession with professional wrestling is not only tolerated, it is celebrated. I am Matt Marbury and with me at the table is Adam Tollefson. How you doing, bud? And the winner of that match will go on to face Drew McInfart. <laughs> I, I didn't watch her out, but as you can imagine... It was I, it was trending. I heard about this. <laughs> it wasn't that bl- was it that blatant when it, uh, I missed Scrap Iron, right? He yes, I missed it the first go round, but then after like tw- I'm like he fucked up there or something, you know, because he immediately corrects himself, and then yeah, I, I j- <laughs> to get the wording right for the show, I went back and it's all over YouTube. I'm like it's that's pretty spot on, <laughs> Mac and there's like fart. there's like theories on why he said it and shit. Like people are already like. Diving into it, like it oh, like there was on purpose to bear. It's a purpose burial, or, or yeah, maybe just a rib on him, or who, who knows? It, it could definitely be one of those things that, like, that's what they call him backstage behind <laughs> yeah. his back, and it just slipped. Yeah, or he <laughs> like a mac and fart. Yes, I was gonna say, or <laughs> him walking down the hall or something. Maybe he slipped his himself, and uh, oh, like Drew cut one, and yeah, maybe now he's just mac and fart. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, because that's what would happen at my job, you know. Oh you, yeah, you would. I, I'm in a warehouse. I mean, we would give a guy a nickname like that if he did that. For sure, we used to do that. Yeah, we do that too. Drew McInfart. <laughs> <laughs> did he even like c- cover his tracks? Did he like then go McIntyre? Yeah, he, um, he immediately uh, <laughs> said McIntyre. Like stopped and I gotta watch it. It's pretty good. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Just because it was so perfect. It wasn't like <laughs> wasn't you know. Brit man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like sitting. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, as we record, uh, first of all, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah. Uh, as you're downloading this show, it will be Thanksgiving Day, I presume. I usually have it uploaded pretty late on Wednesday night, but most of you would catch it on Thursday at the earliest. So, yeah, happy Turkey Day. Um, obviously, a lot of Survivor Series news. Um, we got that coming up. We got our retro raw review into the darkness, all the segments, you know, and love. Uh, but first we got to kick things off. It is November 25th, 2020. And on this day in pro wrestling history, 1985, like right it's... in the middle of the like rock and wrestling yeah, thing. I feel like Roddy Piper is involved. He's not. Ah. The other WWF World Championship screw job took place in Madison Square Garden in New York City more than a decade before Bret Hart stepped into the ring in Montreal. The WWF Women's Champion Wendy Richter was to defend and retain her title over the Spider Lady, who was usually managed by the fabulous Moolah. But on this night, it was Moolah under the hood. Despite obviously kicking out of a small package at two, the ref counted three. Uh, The story goes McMahon had previously decided that Wendy Richter was no longer in the WWF's plans after she refused to sign a new deal without a lawyer looking over the contract. Well, that's not too much to ask. (laughs) Well, when you're a lady in 1985. Yeah, I guess you take offense to that. (laughs) Best of luck in your future endeavors, Wendy. 
Wendy Richter never worked another WWF match. I don't blame her. But she has to have somewhat decent standing with the company right now because... They did like a figure, right? They just put out a figure within the last, you know, six months. Hmm. She was in the Royal Rumble set. So I guess it's been a little bit longer than that, but still... Yeah, he. I feel like Vince never fully, uh, never say never in this business, right? The door never fully closes. It's weird. I swear to God that you have a better chance of coming back to the company if you leave on some sort of controversial terms yeah. than you do with just like a cordial, I'm done with the company, I'm going to put my notice in, I never say anything bad. Yeah, for sure. It's I think all- Vince doesn't see dollars in that. No. Or it's like, yeah, maybe it's like a hard to get thing. Like, oh, I, he, look, now I want him. Or I respect that, 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 or let's get them in. And then I have them under my thumb again. And I win. I win. Cause I theoretically <laughs> control him again. You right. Know? I'm yeah. the puppet master. Yeah. I don't I can, know. I can see that too. <laughs> Probably that. <laughs> Probably puppet. <laughs> 1991 Kamala defeats Jerry Lawler for the USWA unified heavyweight title in Memphis, Tennessee. This ended Lawler's 10th reign as champion. That's good. That'd be fun. Down in Memphis. Heck yeah, man. 1992, WWE Survivor Series was held at the Richfield Coliseum in Richfield, Ohio. It's always weird to me when you see like these. I mean, Survivor Series is a major four show at this point. Right. They don't even have King of the Ring. So it's it's four it's big four shows. Big, yeah. And you're at the Richfield Coliseum in Richfield, Ohio, and it's just like I've been catching that, like just on some of the stuff we've been watching too. Or it's crazy. Yeah, it's like they were there for that. Yeah, yeah. This uh, show was headlined by WWF World Heavyweight Champion Bret Hart defending or defeating. I'm sorry, WWF Intercontinental Champion Shawn Michaels. Hmm. Also, the in-ring return of Mister Perfect after o- over a year away from wrestling. And the pay-per-view debut of Yokozuna. Uh. I, th- I want to say he squashed out Virgil. I'm almost certain that's the match. Yeah, um, I think you're right. And they don't note it on here. This is from PW Insider. Uh, but I, I think this was also the show that had the first casket match with Undertaker Kamala. Because they wrestled at SummerSlam 92 at okay. Wembley Stadium. But that wasn't the casket match. No. So I think the Survivor Series match was... Yeah, I think you're right. Surprised that's not on there, though. I know. Just as a note. 2014, former WWE star and current New Japan talent Yoshi Tatsu announced on Twitter that he had been hospitalized in Tokyo after doctors discovered two broken bones in his neck. The injury is believed to have occurred after Tatsu took a Styles clash wrong, facing AJ Styles on November 8th at New Japan's Power Struggle pay-per-view. Um... Everything you're taught, and I've, I have not gone through wrestling camp or uh, school, school or anything like that, um, <clears throat> but from what I hear is every move that you're basically taught to take, whether it's a body slam or or anything, is you tuck your chin. Right. And that saves your neck. And the styles clash, you actually need to put your head back yeah, so you don't fuck yourself up. So it's like really, you're hardwired to do one thing yes. other than this one move. And you're about, yeah, you're, you want to... Dude, you're supposed to do a 180 on what you're so trained on yeah. to do. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the Styles Clash? I fucking love it. You do? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so. And, and I think because of that exact reason that you say, because I'm always like, 
I'm always, I'm always looking one step further going, Oh, please put your head back. Cause if, if you don't, it's going to be bad. Cause I've seen a couple guys where they kind of halfway do it or they James Ellsworth, but yeah. luckily he doesn't have a chin. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> so he survived it. Yeah. I always but like, because of that, I don't know, because you, you you used to not see it. Well, you still don't see it a whole lot. No. So being that it's a specialty. I think there's a lot of guys that don't want to take it. Yeah. Hence the phenomenal forearm he also uses as a finisher. Yeah. Plus, you, there's, I don't know. You are right. I do, I do like the Styles Clash, but it's very, sometimes it's hard for me to suspend the disbelief enough because it's such a weird it takes so much cooperation from the other guy sure. like he gets him up and then the other guy has to like almost grab his legs as he steps over I, that's the scary part it's like how many times have you seen it where AJ's trying to like step over their arm to yeah. get locked in and he doesn't make it or he barely makes it and then he kind of just falls, falls after that and yeah. it's like oh if you don't get that in i don't know <laughs> that's it's a it's a weird devastating looking move for sure and i, I love that um you know, he makes his debut Royal Rumble, I think, 2016, right? If yeah, I'm, that's, if I'm right. that sounds right. Um, we didn't see the Styles Clash right away. It's almost like no. it was talked about, like, are they going to let him do it kind of thing? Yeah. And it was teased a couple times before we actually saw it. For sure. So there's not a whole lot of moves that are uh, synonymous with one guy. Like, nobody else is doing that. Yeah, that's a good point, too. You even see variations even, on stuff, but not not that. Yeah, like I mean, even Undertaker, he's Tombstone Piledriver is iconic. But you've seen other people pull off a Tombstone Piledriver. Like saw it this last week. Did you? Yeah. Who'd you see do it? Bateman. Who's Bateman? Tyler Bateman. Oh, NXT. No. Uh, what is that on then? ROH. Tyler Bateman. Why is that? Oh, I'm. He's in. Uh, Vin- he's Vincent's boy. I was thinking of Tyler Bate. Maybe I'm thinking on the wrong he guy. He was an NXT guy. Oh. Either way. Either way. Uh, so that, yeah. Maybe his name's not Tyler. <laughs> Look, just, everybody, it's Tyler. It might just be Bateman. <laughs> it's now time for the Retro Raw Review. Call me Master Bateman. If you want. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Retro Raw Review. This is uh, WWF. I can say that now because Vince McMahon said it. WWF Raw number 186. It's the November 25th, 1996 episode from, once again, New Haven Coliseum in New Haven, Connecticut. Show goes on the air. Bret Hart, he is making his way to to the ring to compete on Raw for the first time since WrestleMania 12. He's back. Baby. And this first match should be a good one because it is against his own flesh and blood. WrestleMania 10 rematch. Oh, I love that WrestleMania 10 That's match. Good, yeah. That's one of my tests to see if like you're a true blue wrestling fan. Is if I say, you know, what was the best match on WrestleMania 10? I'd say most people would say Crush and Randy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I like God. rope. I like tying people up. I like it when it fails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of people would say the Sean Razor, D, yeah, Razor Razor ladder match, and they're not wrong because that match fucking rules. But that show opens up with Brett versus Owen. Yes, it is a classic. It is a classic. It doesn't have as much meaning to it because it's not a title match. 
Brett yeah. still gets a shot no matter what. Right. Uh, so that didn't matter. And then the ladder match, it's the first WWF ladder match that was ever televised. I think they had done a handful of them leading up to it. Sure. Trying but, it out. Man. Yeah, it's a classic. I was stoked about this opener. Me too. Uh, the match, as it it's about to get underway, we go live via satellite to the home of Jose Lothario, where HBK is sitting in with the Lothario family, presumably for an interview in a bit. Uh, the match is very technical, as you'd expect at first. But at one point, after a rope break, both men just start slapping the shit out of each other. Did you <laughs> yeah, catch that? Yeah. Like, they were laying it in. Yeah, they were. <laughs> and I love how you can do that. I've always thought, you know, you can work better and stiffer with buddies. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Because at the end of the day, you can go have a beer or whatever, or you know you're like, there's no malice there. A lot of trust. Yeah. yeah. You, you just want it to look as good as possible. Right. So you're going to lay it in you're a little more. more comfortable. Yes. I love that. Uh, they also seem to take every opportunity to talk shit to each other whenever like a submission's applied or uh, a rest hold or whatever. And, oh, you're a loser, Brett. There's a lot <laughs> yeah. of that shit. I thought I was catching stuff like under the breath too. Of, yeah. Oh, and you know, like even before the match, I'm like, did he just say some bullshit to him just to fuck with him? Like, yeah, and I you don't know think, he probably was. Yes, <laughs> knowing what you know now about yeah. Owen, uh, I'm sure it was. It's uh, it's pretty good. And as soon as Brett starts to take command of the match. He hits all of his signature shit. You know, he gets his elbow drop off the second rope. Yep. He gets his side Russian leg sweep, which Vince McMahon or Vince McMahon kind of no sells it. Like Brett does his move, and Jim Ross goes, "That was a pretty decent side Russian leg sweep." If any of you knew what that was, or something. Like, <laughs> did you catch that? No, I missed that. Yeah, it was a little subtle dig, like he's been doing. Nice. So even though it seems like he's getting along with Vince a little more. Who Vince at the beginning of this show goes, it's old JR. Yeah. I mean, good, good old, old JR. Yeah. <laughs> so there's some, some little jabbing a little bit still. A little bitterness still. <laughs> I love it. Um, just as Brett's starting to get Owen into the sharpshooter, Stone Cold Steve Austin hits the ring with a steel chair in hand, levels Brett on the back, and this gives Brett Hart the win by disqualification. And after the bell rings, Austin wraps the steel chair around Brett's ankle. Like he's going to break it. Yeah, we saw him do the same shit to uh, Pillman. Uh, and then all of a sudden, Davy Boy hits the ring, and he pulls the chair off, and he starts arguing with Owen, Owen. and uh, Stone Cold. Steve, and he's like, no, that's enough. That's enough. That's or whatever. Right. And he rips the chair off, and then he's arguing with, with the three of them, and then all of a sudden, it turns into an argument just with Owen and Davey. Yep. And at that point... Stone Cold seizes that opportunity to wrap the chair around Brett's leg again. Yeah. And for a second time, Davy Boy pulls the chair off. And then I believe that's kind of the end of the segment. Um, uh, Bulldog ends up getting a, a chair. Oh, that's true. Yes, for his trouble. Yes. Stone Cold's like, well, well, fuck you then. And Owen didn't really seem to give a shit. No, Not he too did much. it. He did kind of be like, hey, that's my tag team partner or whatever. But he yeah, he's in a tough spot. <laughs> The brother-in-law bulldog is going to be like, you don't do that to Brett. Owen's like, fuck Brett. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, it's fucking, it was a, it was a pretty good segment. It was yeah, a it was hot start to good, the show. Good start, yeah. It's downhill from here, though. Yeah, we, we immediately drop off. <laughs> Match number two is the Executioner versus Freddie Joe Floyd. And I'm not 100% sure, but I think... The executioner comes out to Papa Shango's music. I thought it sounded familiar. I'm almost certain that's I think who, you're right. who had it first. 
It's got that like echo. Yeah, it's like, like sounds like kind of like weird. dripping. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We could do some fact checking there, but I think that's what the case was. You definitely use the effect for it if it wasn't a hundred percent the same. Jim, Jim Johnson's like, well, fuck it. I got one right here. <laughs> blows off. <laughs> yeah, blows it off. It's like. Uh, it's like the Dayton family's first album. <laughs> a lot of samples that are used over and over. <laughs> You're not going to find Dayton family talk on any other pro wrestling podcast. Well, that's guys, only I here, folks. Flint Town. <laughs> Where the fuck y'all from? <laughs> Remember we saw we we uh, we hung out with them. Yeah, because they opened up. They were on like psychopathic records or something remember yeah that? they did an <laughs> album there that was weird so we went and saw juggalo champion shit wrestling at the rave in milwaukee Hell wisconsin yeah. and we got to meet the dayton family brought it back full circle <laughs> yes <laughs> fantastic um vince tells us that the un, uh the executioner will soon take on the undertaker in a armageddon rules match whatever that means we don't know yet the match didn't last long. It ends via submission due to the executioner's finisher, which is what, Adam? Did you catch it? Wasn't it just the spike? It was called the Asian spike. The Asian spike. But okay. instead of like just hitting him with it, he basically just drove his thumb into into the guy's, uh, into Freddie Joe Floyd's esophagus. Yeah, and just choked him out Kind of like it. held it there. Because right? he won it by submission. Yeah, that's true. That's a, yeah, that's a different, uh, normally a spike's on just it. the one thumb, right? Yeah, just, just a bow, right in the, right in the throat. <laughs> yeah. Well, this was a, uh, just dig the thumb into the throat, I guess. I don't know. He'll tap eventually. <laughs> At the end a of- shitty finisher for the execution. Agreed. And I do think that that axe that he's carrying down is real. Oh, God, yeah. Cause he's just letting mankind hang on to on the outside. Yeah, that's not safe. That's not safe at all. Uh, at the end of the bout, the Armageddon rules match is explained, sort of. Uh, it sounds to me like it's just a last man standing match. Yeah, they just keep... They said no pins, no, no submissions. No count outs. Just, and if a guy can't get back can't to his continue. feet... Yes, that's totally a... Fucking... I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Then we go to break... And back from the break, we go to the Lothario residence where Sean and Jose are going to field some questions. Sean looks very annoyed to be doing this, and I don't think it's all acting. I thought he was annoyed with the... I thought he was trying to make it look like he's annoyed with the questions. No, he was definitely doing that. But before they even spoke with him, like, because you know how they, like, flashed to his house, like, several times before that? Yeah. He was, like, rolling his eyes and just, like... I it was like subtle, which is makes me think he's really, you know what I mean? Like, I could see it. I don't know. I think he's pissed. I think he's kind of pissed that the fans have turned on him a bit. Ooh, yeah. I can and see Vince that too. does make mention of that. Yeah. Um, but during this, we do learn that Sean will get his rematch for the WWF Championship at the Royal Rumble, uh, where he will take on either Psycho Sid or Brett, depending on who's victorious at the next In Your House. Uh, Sean seems to think it's, or he's very annoyed that people think there is an old and a new version of HBK. He keeps saying that he's always been this guy or whatever. Yeah. Um, he gets really pissed when <laughs> Lawler calls Jose a, a fossil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he gets so angry. <laughs> I like, um, he asked what else? Oh, he got him. He got annoyed that Jose was being humble about, you know, 
costing him. Co- yes. He's like, uh, you know, I'm not worried about my own health. I'm more worried about, I feel, he apologized. And then Sean, for, for costing him the title, like you said, and like Sean just like, oh no, that's not, give me a break. It's not about that. It's about you. I don't, some bad acting. Here. It was terrible. <laughs> it was downright terrible. Um, <laughs> uh, he also expresses his disdain for Sid's action, says that Sid is the one he wants you know, he's going to win back the WWF championship no matter what at the Royal Rumble, but he's like, make no bones about it. I Sid, want Sid is the one I want. Um, gets very defensive, like I said, when Vince brings up the lack of fan support. It's like almost a heel turn, which, if you think about it, coming, <laughs> it's hard to say Sean was like a full blown heel at the 97 Survivor Series because it's in Montreal. Yeah. Brett's technically a heel in the States, but, but there. Yeah. It's the reversal. Right. It's bizarro land. But after that, he's got to be, it's got to be heel, right? Like, yeah, it's tough to, how do you look like a heel when you're at your mentor's house after he's been a 62 co- year old guy? Yeah. After he costs you the championship, you're there just for support. And, <laughs> But yeah, he, he does kind of look like yeah, one here. It yeah, definitely he does. Looks like a dick. You're right. He's a dick. I think he might be a dick here. He was a dick. Yeah, he, he could still be a dick. We've yeah. heard he's turned a new leaf. I don't know. True, but <laughs> I don't know. You do hear like I don't think many people have glowing reveals of Shawn Michaels. I think he'll say it himself area. too. Yeah, that's true, yeah. and that's a mark of a guy that's changed. I guess sure growth. Speaking of growth, back in the arena, Sonny is heading to the ring <laughs> where she takes a seat next to McMahon. But not before dancing it up a little bit. McMahon danced like a complete fucking, fucking idiot. Cringe-worthy, dude. Oh, my God. Uh, she's going to sit in for some commentary for the next match. But first, Karate Fighters Holiday S- Tournament Semifinals. semifinals. Uh, it's Sonny versus Sable. The two have a few heated words before the battle. Sonny gets the win. However, yeah, like a month ago, he said, These nobody gives a shit about these, right? They just go at it, right? <laughs> oh no, there's the, some fuckery. The ref sees that Sonny's karate fighter was stuck onto the control with chewing gum, <laughs> which is the same thing they did the year before. Lawler had tape over the foot. That's right. That's <laughs> so right. I, I guess, how else are you going to prove some fuckery? Yeah, yeah, you got to be able so to it show is what it. it is. Uh, the decision is reversed. Sable moves on to the finals, and then uh, old Todd Pettengill and Jerry Lawler have have a, a lot of fun with a lot of innuendo. Yes, they well, do. Our first bit of controversy here is the referee disqualifies Sonny for tampering, which means Sable advances to the finals. Boy, that loss will be hard for Sonny to swallow. Yeah, she'll be chewing on that one for quite some time. It looks like she already was. <laughs> yeah, it got a little sticky there, didn't it? She really blew it. <laughs> a bubble yum punch. <laughs> See you next week. I think they're riffing there. Like, that doesn't sound planned. A lot of flatio humor. I thought it was pretty funny. When, like, King's like, I'm not going to let Pattengill get the last word. And she's like, I got to come up with one more. Yep. Mm, looks like she really blew it. <laughs> and then Pattengill does. He gets a little bubble he does, gum. He does. It wasn't as good. It wasn't, yeah. wasn't as good. I think Lawler was like, yeah, that wasn't uh, very good. Yeah, I won. <laughs> yeah, I won. <laughs> Sit down, Todd. <laughs> we go back to the arena match three it's salvatore sincere versus rocky Maivia, and this is rocky's raw debut 
You can um, tell because they got all the old the Hall of Famers uh, giving them taped plugs from the Hall of Fame. <laughs> this guy looks like he's got it and yeah. shit. It's like, mm. like you're just saying that because you're his uncle. Like, yeah, <laughs> I swear, like everybody was Samoan related. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this, uh, yeah, like I said, Rocky's Raw debut. Salvatore looks like a roided up Jose Canseco. Totally. So basically, just Jose Canseco. Yeah. You just, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, <laughs> uh, Sonny spends the whole match drooling over Rocky, who looks decent here. He definitely looks green. Right. Um, all his moves are really telegraphed. Like, a lot of those arm drags. I don't know. It was like wrestling school 101. I was just you know going mean? to say that. Yeah, it looked like day four at the wrestle school. Where he's like, you know, he's going to do an arm drag, and he's like way early to kind of yes. set it up. And But everything looked pretty good. It's just like timing, I think, is an issue. They probably hurried him through everything, too. Fast-tracked know? him. I'm, I guarantee it. Oh, yeah. um, he finishes off Sal with a shoulder breaker. Don't see those Which anymore. Which is what he used at the Survivor Series, so I guess that's his finisher. They haven't named it. No. It's a shoulder breaker. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess Sonny, that. Sonny's still gawking at him after the match. King's jealous. That's right. I think she even forgot to take off her headset. She's like, no, I'm just, I'm still looking. I, I, <laughs> McMahon or someone's like, you want to take off that headset before you leave? And she was like, I, I'm standing to get a better look. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, right. Match four. Billy Gunn versus Mark Merrow. Main event anywhere, Adam. That's right. And you got Hunter Hearst Helmsley on commentary as well. Yeah. Um, do you notice who's absent here and who has been absent for two weeks now? Mm. Who was just with Hunter Hearst Helmsley? Did he take? Mr. Perfect. Oh, yeah. What the hell, man? Apparently, I dug I dug into this a little bit. Oh, good. <clears throat> I guess like two days before Survivor Series, Perfect was mad because something with his return to the WWF fucked with his like Lloyds of London insurance deal that he had. Oh, yeah. Like, he was getting paid basically not to wrestle because I, he was injured. Yes, so he wasn't wrestling. Right. But... but he did get that like cart slammed into him, and I'm wondering if that was it. I don't know. It's so the equivalent he, of like the guy that files for the insurance <laughs> claim at work, and then they catch his ass like up on a roof. Yeah, this is that's what it was. <laughs> that's awesome. So he said, "Fuck you guys," and he headed back to WCW. No shit. Yeah, because yeah, they had the whole ploy. That's how they got. That's how uh, Triple H beat Merrill, right? Yeah, with the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Whole, yeah. Wow, <laughs> I completely forgot about that. Perfect was back for like they didn't three say weeks. Shit about him. No, he was gone. <laughs> wow. Yeah. My, uh, Mark Marrow, he hits the wild thing early on. That's his little uh, top rope flippy thing. That uh, moon salt where he like yeah. chops. Okay. It's not enough to get the win. Hunter goes on about how he uses everyone to get what he wants, and then throws them away like yesterday's garbage. Oh, there you go. He, um, yeah, that is like I said, I think this was a subtle dig at perfect for sure. Um, but then he's going to go on to visit to date the boss's daughter. And if, if Vince ever like put two and two together, he could be like, I don't yeah. know about this. I remember what he said. Hunter guy. And the worst like Greenwich. A- I don't know. I can't do a Greenwich ac- accent, but I'm not asked to. You're right. His ne- is so guess what? Bad. Neither can Paul. <laughs> no, it's so bad. It's so bad. 
Um, the match is back and forth, but it's not good. Nah. Especially for a main event. Um, yeah, you fuck, man. They should have ended with Brett versus Owen. <laughs> yeah. You know? 20 minutes in, we just go off air. I don't know. It's uh, announced by Vince that Mark Merrow gets his shot at Triple H for the IC strap at the In Your House It's Time. Remember, I told you about that? That's right. Hunter removes his headset and he starts stalking Sable around the ring. Merrow goes to make the save and the match ends in a disqualification as Hunter and Billy Gunn put the boots to the wild man. But someone comes in to make the save. Jake the Snake Roberts. Without a shirt, no less. Yeah, he didn't have a shirt on at Survivor Series either. It was kind of weird. <laughs> I like the tunic at yeah, this point. I did too. At this point. Um, and that's how Raw goes off the air. I mean, it's... Yeah, kind of. it started off hot and kind of went... Pew. Yeah, I did really like the business with the uh, Hart family. Me too. As this eventually sets up them all coming together in 1997. That's the best. That's a great little faction, you know? Fuck yeah. I love that. So that that's that's on the horizon, you know, a few months from now. So that's awesome. My favorite part was the perfect thing. It's like he wasn't even there. And that was my, that story. That That's awesome. <clears throat> right? You never hear insurance stories in wrestling. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably the only one I've ever known. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. They're independent contractors. That's true. That's true. <laughs> So, yeah, this show was not too good, but hopefully next week will be better. We're going to take a look at the December 2nd, 1996 episode right here on the Retro Raw Review. Next up, it's time to go into the dorkness. It's a news segment. It's a part of the show where we talk about what's coming your way in the world of wrestling figures and collectibles. We also discuss any items that have recently made their way into our personal collections. All right. We alluded to it last week. Uh, the ringside collectibles exclusive AEW Blood Brothers 2-pack indeed was shipping. Uh, so if you ordered it last week when it was announced, like it was literally announced one day. Uh, I, I swear it was like a, a Friday. Mm-hmm. And I think people were had it in hand by the next Friday. That's pretty impressive. That is very, very impressive. Um, I didn't order it. I don't. I don't need it. It doesn't quite fit into my collection. But I do like the fact that it's like the first action figure to have blood in like over ten years. Oh, really? Because WWE doesn't do bloody action figures. Like Mattel wouldn't. They wouldn't do that. Sure. They're, that shit's. Basically, even though there's a lot of adult collectors, it's marketed towards children. Yeah, but there, I thought maybe figures there, yeah. toy company made a lot of like Abdul the Butcher, and that's like, what I was thinking of. Like somebody that's, like a, that's t- over ten years ago. Now. Sure, yeah, you know what I mean. I was trying to think of one. I was like, God, there's got to be some ECW guy or something that was just covered. That Jax way. made a Toy Fair exclusive classic superstar Terry Funk. Mm. That was bloody. Yeah, I could but see that. like I said, Mattel's had the license for ten years now. So sure, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. Um, the WrestleMania 2021 Elite set is now in stock and shipping from Ringside Collectibles. Um, I ordered the China, and I got a shipping com- uh, notice. So I, I think it's gonna. It should show up tomorrow or the next day. All right. So be able to check that out. That uh, WrestleMania Nine HBK looks awesome. Yep. But it's like, I don't need, Sean's not one of my guys. I don't need, isn't, 
I don't need a bunch of Sean's. You don't need four is, Sean's. But it looks so good. But I do kind of <laughs> want Paul Ellering. That's right. And he's, all the Build-A-Figure parts are in, in it. Oh. And that's the thing that sucks is, like, I would probably have the Paul Ellering without Rocco the puppet. Yeah. Well, what do you think comes with China? Rocco the puppet. So it's like... It's the way she goes, So now boys. I'm like, I, I got to get the fucking... <laughs> Edge from the WrestleMania 21 match or 22 match with Foley yep. or uh, I don't know. I could always, honestly, it's almost like the coupon system. You know, you can, you could get the other three that you don't need, pull out the Ellering parts Ooh. and then just sell the figures for probably about what you paid for it. I saw um, a photo on Twitter or something that it, <laughs> I forgot who it was, but they took Eddie Guerrero out of the package Put oh, I know what you saw. Angel Garza, maybe, and then drew in a little mustache. <laughs> oh, they even went that far. Yeah, so I was like, somebody said, oh, I do appreciate they took the time to draw in the little mustache, like the the target clerk's gonna catch him on that shit. Repacks are a problem. I bet, dude. I've only ran into it once in the wild. Yeah, um, it's funny because you know you turn the corner to look at the figs, and on the side of the box is usually artwork with like the the superstar's face, right. Um, so a lot of times that's the first thing you see and I'm like, oh shit, they got a, I think it was the, I think it was the, who was the Kabuki warriors? Asuka and who's the other gal? Oh, um, uh, Shirai, right? No, no it's not uh, Io Shirai. Jesus Christ, she left. The pirate yeah, with the, the wheel. Uh, it's terrible. The sky pirate. Yeah, I know. It. I know. The insane, Kyrie Sane. Kyrie Sane. Thank you. All right. I turned the corner Io and. Shirai. <clears throat> And I saw her on the side of the box and I was like, oh, sweet. Because not, I didn't really need it, but she was one of those that like, it's weird because figures that are first time in the line, Uh people can't wait to get their hands on them. Sure. So it's like, that would have been one that I'd have picked up and probably flipped for double my money. Yeah. Um, But I grabbed the box and somebody put a... Glamazon. It, it wasn't even a wrestling figure. Oh, really? No, it was another woman's action figure. But they did slap the um, wrist tassels from like an other Bailey figure. Or Jesus something. Christ! I took a picture of this thing and put it in one of the figure groups, and they're like, "I'm like, I have no. This is the first time I've ever run into a fig swap, but you do see it, like, yeah, yeah, because guys will go in there buy buy the figure, take it home." Get the figure they want out, pack it in some other bullshit figure, and then return take, it. It seems like That's so much dirty. work for me, too. I think it's dirty. Yeah. It's terrible. Uh, yeah, I've only run into it once, but some guy don't like it. There was one point where uh, a guy kept post like, day after day after day was posting them, and then someone's finally like, dude, you're doing this. Like, that's you, <laughs> you don't doing run this. into them that much. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way you can, <laughs> fucker. Told on yourself. <laughs> yes. Um, WWE Shop, they have a collaboration up between Snoop Dogg and The Undertaker. Did you see this? I did. There are eight different shirts, I think. Uh, none for me, but yeah, check them out. Hard, hard pass for me, too. If, I, I enjoyed it's the... It's weird. I know. There was no, like... There was it wasn't no, like Snoop was on the promoting or anything or like I mean he's done things with them with the WWE sure but I've I don't think I've ever seen Snoop it came out of nowhere yeah that's just random as shit it came out of Randy Orton <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I did like the Sasha they put Sasha Banks on their promo of it 
wearing a couple of the t-shirts. Oh, really? I'm, yeah. I'm a Sash Banks guy. That's so right. So I don't that, know, but, that at least look good, huh? Um, yeah, none of those shirts look good, though. They, no. Some of them are like very like 90s rap inspired, like mashup designs. Sure. And, it looks like a No Limit album cover. Yeah, yeah. It's murder. Although that was Ja Rule, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. We get you. Uh, Jeremy Padauer, he showed off the render for the upcoming AEW Unrivaled Series 4. Sammy Guevara. Uh, it looks like it comes with a soft goods leather jacket. Uh, it'll be Guevara's first figure. And I think that's the first glimpse we've seen of Series 4, although it's rumored that the Bucks are going to get another, each get another figure in that line. I don't know, man. He Like he said, once the ball gets rolling on this. Could be every month, right? And Yeah. And I haven't seen, aside from seeing uh, one of the, like, the shippers in the middle aisle at a Walmart okay. that came with, Jazzwares make produces the UFC figures too. It was half of it that. It was like half right? and half. Yeah. And I picked up that Cody, and I think there was maybe like two Jerichos there. Other than that, I've never seen an AEW figure on a on a peg. A I haven't store. either. And I I, not, I don't go a whole lot, but when I go, I'll go check the check aisle. Yeah, yeah, I haven't either. I've never seen it. I think um, I've seen the belt once. Oh, the belt and the rings you can find everywhere. Okay. But I do. I guess. I guess Jeremy said that they actually between either it was between series one and two or after series two, they actually changed the factory that they're producing these things at. Oh, so I think like the ball had to kind of get rolling again. Sure. Um, but one, I think once it's rolling, you're going to start seeing these things everywhere and they can, you know, they're, they've obviously been using the whole COVID thing as an excuse, which it is. Yeah. Like you, you can't deny that, right? But I don't know. Hopefully, we start seeing these things pop up all over the place because they sell like hotcakes. For now. Um, also, yeah, look for Black Friday sales to pop up everywhere you buy anything. Pretty much, Pro Wrestling Tees—they already have one up. I think. I think it's up to the discretion of the wrestler or how much because it says like up to fifty percent. Yeah. So I don't know what that exactly means, or if it's like. Some things will be fifty percent off. Shirts might be usually. I swear, usually it's twenty five percent off shirts for Black Friday, but I don't know. Yeah, um, but they're running it all week. Ringside collectibles—they always have pretty, pretty good um, Black Friday sales. They also do Cyber Monday. Nice. Then they'll do Cyber Monday two point and Cyber Monday. Basically, there'll be a, there'll be more. I don't know if they ever add anything to it, and I also don't know if the prices ever really go down. I think your best bet is the first Cyber Monday sale. Okay. I think so. Don't quote me on that. But that Black Friday sale from Ringside starts uh, as we... It started right now. Wednesday at 6 p.m. Our time. Um, WWE Shop. You know that they're going to have Black Friday sales. This is when I get a lot of, like, the random shit that I need. Oh, yeah. You know? Because they'll cut... Prices are cut. We're cutting prices. Get an NWO... Christmas tree ornament for five bucks. Oh, uh, you know, Adam does have a Kevin Nash Christmas tree ornament. It's too sweet. And I do have the razor. That's right. I also picked up, I can't remember. Remember I picked up a couple more like yeah. after Christmas last year? Yeah, that's right. I think I got Sheik, Iron yeah. Sheik and somebody else. I don't <laughs> know. I'll I'll get the tree up here shortly and we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a good surprise. Oh, new arrivals. You got anything? I do. I got that uh, CM Punk Run the Jewels crossover shirt. I loved that. I, I saw that. You wore that over here for 
was it Survivor last year series, or maybe it was a pod, last week know. I should yeah. say. Um, and then oh Hasbro Scott Steiner. Oh, it's a good one. Yeah, Rick Steiner's hard to find, it's and weird. I don't have him. Uh, his price like is, it's like forty ish probably for Rick. Yeah, I, I saw one for like fifty or sixty. Dog face gremlin. Yeah, got to get my hands on a dog face gremlin. It's Me weird too. because I think uh, figures that like we thought were more rare, maybe in other places weren't. Like I don't know yeah. what the distribution was on that, but like I never saw an Andre the Giant here. No, that and was, then that other, was now like, a like some people are like these are commons, ten bucks a piece, and right. Andre's like I'm like what? Yeah, and when we saw the Steiners that that all the time at Shawn Michaels, we only saw I never saw Rick Steiner here. Oh, I did. You did? Yeah, I had him. Mm, I don't remember that. I definitely had. Farm and Fleet Toyland, bro. Oh, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> That's where I got the series, like, nine Marty Jannetty, too. Or, yeah. They had that whole set with the Giant Gonzalez, the Bushwhackers with the camp, the tan hats. Oh, yeah. Um, with the bites taken on. Was that the hacksaw? No, that was Purple Card was hacksaw with the flag. I don't know. But, yeah, I remember that. Um, did you get the Pro Wrestling Crate? I did. That was, uh, it was decent. What did you think of that? Yeah, it was decent. Um, I looked at the stuff for next month and I was like, eh, I'm going to opt out for a little bit. Are you? Yeah. What is the stuff for next month? Um, next was, month's crate features two special branded items from Pro Wrestling Tees, plus merchandise from Ultimate Warrior, Bully Ray, Danhausen, Lex Luger, Tatanka, and TJP. Yeah. they. I like Danhausen, but I, hope I they already come got with enough it. shit. Of, uh, you know, I'm sure it's one of his pins or something that we You know, you got have. the black light poster from Danhausen, limited of 50. I didn't get that. Do you have a shirt? You should have got that. That was I almost pulled. That the looked pretty cool. At the time, he still owed me money, but that's <laughs> all right. That shit's been squared away now. And me and Warhorse are cool. All right, good. Um, but yeah, the contents of this month's box it was a pretty sweet Chris Jericho shirt. Yeah, I like the shirt. Um, the figure story based on like Toy Story, but it was like Matt Cardona, Brian Myers, Swoggle, and Chelsea Green. Yeah. Um, Coco Beware Micro Brawler was cool. Dug that. I definitely, definitely liked that. Um, you don't have kids, but for me, this was pretty neat. The It was kind of like ABCs. It was an ABC book, but wrestling terminology. Yeah, I, was, I Called Asses for Suplex. I thought it was awesome. It was I was going through there picking awesome. out all the guys. It's like, oh, there's a... Uh, and know. they have like a glossary in the back with like... <laughs> yeah. Heat. heat is when you have a problem with another wrestler. <laughs> yes. I don't know, shit like that. Like, well, there's Brian Cage. There's Colt Cabano. They're killing the business real early now. Oh, yeah. Uh, Britt Baker signed 8 by 10 which I already had a Britt Baker promo. I thought of you immediately. I'm like, promo. I think Matt already has one of these. I do. Uh, Colt Cabana brawler buddy, so it's kind of like a mini wrestling buddy. Yeah. Uh, the Eddie Guerrero pin I didn't think was that great, but it wasn't terrible. No. It's like a little low rider thing. Yep. So, yeah, that, was, uh, that definitely came to the house. I also got that... Uh, Razor Ramon pro photo file autograph. Oh, classic. And what I love about that is a lot of times when you get promos from from guys, you know, they're printed on shitty paper. Like, that is a really nice, glossy 8x10 photo. Right. You know? Yeah, you're right. It looks uh, professional. And then at one point last week, my wife was asking me about, like, LJN stuff. And she goes, hey, do you have a British Bulldog? And I was like, no. Um... He came in a tag team. They actually came with the belts, the brown tag team belts. And I'm like, they're they're kind of hard to find, but it's not like crazy. And then um, I was home on Monday and a package showed up, but it was like a bubble mailer. Okay. And my wife also collects these like willow tree angels, which are like, 
They look like they're carved out of wood, but it's actually like cast in like a resin and then painted. Okay. I don't know. It's I don't know. It's just a thing. But it came in this 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 item comes in this bubble mailer, and my first instinct is, wow, somebody's got a lot of fucking balls to ship one of these willow tree angels and just a bubble because <laughs> yeah. it was like kind of felt like that you know <laughs> right. and then i was like wait a minute and i'm like feeling in the bubble mailer i'm like this is goddamn ljn and then uh um she gets home it was the same night i got the pro wrestling crate and she always likes to kind of see what's in the crate and i wait and so i open it. she's like well you already know what it is so just crack it opens so i open it up and i look at it and i'm like i pull it out and i go well, you were asking me about Davy Boy, but that's Dynamite Kid. And oh, she's no like, shit. She's like, oh, is it? And I'm like, yeah, it's Dynamite Kid. It was his tag team partner. And I was like, oh, she just saw Bulldogs on his on Okay, his on the side, yeah. He is kind of missing the tip of his thumb, which I don't like. But otherwise, he's in okay shape. Little paint loss. But I've decided that I'm going to... It, it, the thumb's the least of his worries for this guy's future. <laughs> um... But I've decided, I've like, a lot of before. these, I'll get them and then uh, upgrade them later. Uh, but same day, she hands me another one, and it is Davy Boy. So she wasn't wrong. She no did shit. She did uh, order. She ordered them both. That's awesome. So I got the British Bulldogs. I didn't even know that these two were. They need to be cleaned up, but I'll just put them on the pot. Every one of those that sits behind you right now still has yet to be cleaned up. So, so a little fig bath, and you'll be, you'll be good to go. Good to go. Um, figuring out a place. I think I'm going to, I told you about the bobbleheads. I think I'm going to put some of those ones in boxes and I'm going to move these ones over there. And then I think I'm going to fill this with some wrestling memorabilia because um, I have done a bunch of research and I figured out how to do Zoom calls through the roadcaster here. Okay. And basically I, I have it all running and you perfectly see this behind me. No shit. And so it'd be a good little backdrop. Yeah. But I think what I would like to do, and I guess if I just put it out into the universe, um, it kind of holds me accountable for it. But I would like to try to get, you know, I don't want to make this into an interview show per se. Right. But I'd like to try to let me maybe one a month or one every two we months or something. Get somebody that. on here. Um, and, I, you know, I have a few contacts that I could definitely call, but I... I don't know. It's one of those things. It's just, I really feel like getting one will get the ball rolling on the next one and the next oh, one definitely. and the next one. So, yeah. yeah. So and so has been on here. Don't you want to yeah, come on here? Yeah, exactly. Too? Exactly. I don't, don't know. Don't you want to? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Adam. This is the time for you to shine, pal, because uh, I didn't watch a whole lot of shit. It's now time for What You Watching, where we discuss what in the world of professional wrestling we've watched this week. It could be current product, vintage viewing, or anything in between. Nothing is off the table, or ladder, or chair. You know what I'm talking about. Did you happen to see... Let's see. Well, we did watch Survivor Series. Yes, we did. Um, Start with that, I guess. Sure. I have down the highlights for me were definitely the Sasha Banks Oscar match. Yep, that was good. Thought that was killer. The Roman Reigns Drew McInfart match. Also good. We're great. See what I did there? I did. <laughs> I smell what you're cooking. Um, and the the New Day tag match against the Street Profits was also very good. Yeah. Uh, 
The battle royal in the beginning was way too predictable. Every single battle we royal. Talked about that. Some asshole goes out under the bottom rope only to come in and win it. That's when are they going to stop doing that? I don't know. They don't have enough. I think. And I like the Miz. Yeah, I like the Miz. Like right. I was happy that the Miz won it. I just wish he would have won it clean. I bet you there is somebody like. What if we did this? Like, oh, that's good. Save it for the Royal Rumble. <laughs> like, this is in the pre-show. No one gives a shit. <laughs> I guess. Half the people probably didn't even watch it. I yeah, don't that's true. Um, so, yeah, overall, it was a good show. Uh, the Undertaker's final farewell. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. Um, the more I, like, was able to... The further away I got from it, the more I liked it. Yeah. So, like, at the time, I thought it was very cool... That all these legends came out. Right, yeah, and not just your normal, you know, ones that were close to him. Not just your normal, you know. Yeah, it was his legend, guys. His guys. So, I mean, when's the last time you saw the fucking, what was it, uh, Midian or Godwin? God, the Godwins, yeah. Yeah, yeah Midian, Phineas, whatever his name. Yeah, right. Um, Yeah, I can't tell you the last time I saw those two guys. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think it's cool. That they did that, but I also think that it was just like, uh, you know, as soon as they announced that The Undertaker was going to have this final farewell, I saw like Savio Vega being like, well, I'm not going to miss this. And and I think all these guys were just there yeah, to see so it. And then I think Vince is like, well, since you're here, you go out there? let's just trot everybody out there. But then they didn't do anything. No. Like, and they were gone, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, The whole thing, they trots them all out. Kane comes out last in full gimmick. <laughs> yeah. Which no one else, was. nobody else was. It's like, have you ever, uh, have you ever gone to a party in late October? You assumed it was a costume party. To this day, third grade, uh, a girl thought that going to school on Halloween or the day closest to, I think, is, is what it was. She thought everybody would be dressed up, and she was not. So there she was, dressed like a hobo the entire school day. What does she, she do now? She lives under a bridge. She's a hobo. Yeah. <laughs> she had coffee ground, grounds uh, glued to her face as like a beard. Like she was oh legit. Oh my God. She went all out. Who was she it? just said, I don't know her name. I can't remember. It was at Wilson Elementary. Well, Hobo Jane, if you're out there yeah. listening. I got some change for you. <laughs> <laughs> Put um, it in your knapsack that's tied to a stick. MLW's back. I didn't watch any of it. I watched the whole thing. How are you good. watching it? It's on YouTube. Okay. Like it was before. I, I think it's on a bunch of other uh, actual channels. Well, I but told you before, Corp yes. Bauer emailed me personally. And there you go. Give me the rundown of all the stuff it's on. So um, you're definitely, so the, just a couple um, uh, points or whatever. Brian Pillman Jr. versus. Um, Myron Reed. Myron Reed, yes. And then Myron Myron beat Pillman. He called out Leo Rush, who's now there. Okay. Um, and then. It was Davy Boy Jr. versus Hammerstone. Nope. Uh, who's the champ? The Fatu. Sino. Oh yeah, Jacob Fatu. Jacob Fatu. And you're goddamn. You're right about Contra's music. It's I, just I, fucking obnoxious. I never, never really sat and listened to it. I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. It's like you're in a rave in a jungle. Yeah, it is. That's it's jungle great. music. It's like Donkey Kong Country turned up to ten with like a fucking. Baseline or or like I don't know it's bad yeah it's it's, it's worse when you're there I think they're trying to they're trying to do a lot with that do they that still faction. have like Simon Gotch yeah or Simon what's his name it, it's Simon it's, something it's Gotch oh what was he in WWE then 
Simon. I don't remember his last name. <laughs> Shit. The, he was the vaudevillains. vaudevillains. Yeah. yeah. God damn Aiden it. English. Uh, and Simon. <laughs> was, I, maybe it wasn't old. even Simon. I think it was. I don't know. <laughs> Is it? Oh, if it's Simon Gotch, I don't think it was Simon in NXT then. God damn it. <laughs> anyway. So it was, it was those three. Right, and then okay. they then they brought in a Japanese dude before this restart. Well, I don't think he's there anymore because they brought up this big giant dude with a mask on. Um, I don't even know his name. They like they called him the Black Scorpion. It was Ric Flair under a hood. It was not <laughs> the Black Fist of Contra or something. I don't know something like that. It was overall it's a good show. They're setting up that Opera Cup thing. Yep. Um, Conan's still there. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was a good restart thing. Like, I'm looking forward to it. They showed the Von Erichs in Hawaii, of course. There's there's big things coming. Oh, Hammerstein came out at, or is the number one challenger for Fatu. So oh, that's that'd, good. That'll be fun. I definitely like him. Uh, according to Wikipedia, is Simon Grimm? That's what he is now. So then it was Simon Gotch in WWE. No, it was Simon Grimm in NXT. No, it's that doesn't sound right though, does it? No. I thought I've seen him as Simon Grimm in like the Indies. Hmm. I don't we'll, know. Have to, we'll have to do some research. <laughs> uh no, it was Simon Gotch. It and, was. Yes. And now maybe he's I No, mean, it says that he's now legally able to use the name Simon Gotch in okay. April twenty eighteen. So he must have been Simon Grimm for a while and now back to Simon Gotch. Yes, that's exactly it. Trained by Harley Race. Yeah. And Daniel Bryan. Nice. Interesting. Also watched uh ROH. Speaking no. of hobos, he's from Hoboken, New Jersey. Really? See how I tie everything together, guys? Man, nice little bow. <laughs> I watched ROH too. Um God, you're watching so much shit. Uh, what was it? Uh, oh, uh, your boy when you're on Briscoe time. What do you mean, my boy? Jay, Jay Briscoe? Boy. So Jay Briscoe versus EC3. Oh, okay. Because the week before, um, yeah, I remember EC3 was just standing there. Yeah. So Jay's like, fuck that. We're yeah. supposed to go for tag teams. I want to beat this guy up first. And it was, it was a weird match. Um, like EC3 kind of was antagonizing him the whole time to like, to like beat him up like like almost like a sacrifice, and Jay's like, I'll fucking put you in the Jay Driller right now. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like I'll put no, you through. A he has chair. no problem. Yeah, um, but so much to the point where he got pissed off that he wouldn't stop choking him, so he got disqualified after five. Oh man! And then decided Shades to keep of Survivor Series. It was. I was like, it's <laughs> like two. You know, like in one week, I've seen actual disqualifications from a for rope, that. Yeah. For a rope break. Yeah. Um, so I think they might be doing something at final battle, which is coming up. Yes. Mid, mid December, I think yeah. or something. Uh, also saw, uh, Jay lethal versus LSG in a pure rules match. Who's LSG? LSG. He was in one of those, um, tag. They're, they're a ta- him and another guy were a tag team. We'd seen a, a bunch kind of, I want to say maybe even in Japan, him and another dude were, lower i don't know tier of tag team um and then you had bateman versus matt taven okay can you picture bateman now he's got the weird he's got one uh hip, hip 
like a contact. You know, that's fucked up. He's got, I don't. <laughs> it was his crew. It was uh, uh, Vincent's crew. He's got like he's been on. He's been on a bunch of shit. I'm looking him up right now, dude. Please tell Bateman. me his first name's Tyler. It is Tyler. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's good shit. I don't know. I'm sure I've seen him. Okay. Well, he put on the quarantine weight. There is a little doniness going on. Oh, really? Which isn't bad. Whatever. Um, end of the match comes. Uh, there's some fuckery. And then Vincent comes out and they, they're beating up on Taven. The lights go out. The lights go out. Michael Bennett makes the save. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So you got remember that he was in the kingdom oh, yeah. with Taven for sure. So yeah, that's that was kind of cool. It was a good ending. I was like, oh shit, fucking. Did you watch Undertaker on Hot Ones? Oh, we never finished with the whole thoughts on the Undertaker thing. By the way, the farewell. It was fine. I, I like that they threw a Paul Bear thing in there, and it was weird. I, I did think I thought for sure the they'd... Vince thing looked weird. I don't know. Vince looks weird every time now. Yeah. He's so goddamn old. Yeah. I said he's turned into Bruce Jenner. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, whatever. Um, what was I saying before that? Undertaker on Hot Ones. Yes. Hey, man. It was pretty good. <laughs> kind Here's my thing. Like, I'm glad that he's doing all this stuff now because he hasn't been able to like open up about any of it. But I'm getting kind I don't want to say I'm Undertaker'd out because I'm not. Oh, it's coming. Um, but yeah, it's like fast <laughs> approach. Like if this goes much further, you're going to get there. Okay. What is worse? Undertaker. I like the mystique. Like I don't even want to call him by his real name, Adam. I'm, I think I'm going to draw the line in the sand. Yes. Uh, what do you think is worse though? Um, Undertaker like that on hot ones without the gimmick or. Oh, I know where you're going. Cause I saw some shit on Facebook. <laughs> Thousand bucks of pop cameo in gimmick. <laughs> Somebody just, I only saw one. All Somebody just Scooby Doo. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> all I saw, all I saw was one where it was like, give your mama a hug and tell her it's from the undertaker. And I was like, that's enough for me, man. I didn't see that one. I you saw. didn't. That's the literally the only one I saw. Well, I saw all elite Scooby Doo. <laughs> Who did that? I don't know. I think they just There's wanted only to say all elite. <laughs> yes. You're probably right. God damn. <laughs> Hey, Undertaker's all elite. <laughs> Do you remember when Dynamite first started? There was a guy in a full Scooby-Doo suit sitting front row like four oh, yeah. shows in a That's row. It's probably him. I guarantee you it's him. It's probably him. A lot of people show up money for that. A thousand bucks a pop. And he would only do 30 of them. That's a quick 30 grand, man. Fuck yeah, it is. <sighs> man, I don't know. But yeah. He was fine on Hot Ones. I think Sean Evans, the host of that show, was like a killer host. I, I Yeah, I like him a lot. He's always so personable and like he knows whether it's him doing the research or or, or he's just like he's very up on pop something. culture. He always knows the good questions. And said he asked, uh, Taker said he asked him a question. He's like, I've never heard that question. Yeah, because the it, commando. It, yeah, pre- yes, exactly. And I had never heard of that either. Did you see what um, HH tweeted about Mm, no boop what (laughs) congrats on 30 years brother i remember when uh you're on the set of um suburban uh, commando suburban commando and i said vince has got a ceo (laughs) what (laughs) yeah dude he was on the set of suburban commando after he'd already debuted (laughs) it's like leave it to hogan to try to make it like it was his idea (laughs) i thought where you were going with that was like i remember i remember (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I remember my first 30 years or whatever. 
That would have been way better. God damn. Vince yeah. has got to see this guy. Yeah. What a piece. What a fucker. <laughs> HH. HH. Um, AW Dynamite. I watched that. Did you watch that? I did. Um, Boys went to Vegas, huh? I feel like I fell asleep because I don't remember seeing that. Oh, really? Yeah. They did it in like clips. Okay. So it was like several times throughout the show or what? I think just two or three. Okay. I could God be wrong damn. on that too. I know the Bucks opened it up with that um, tag team. I think it's Top Flight. Top Flight, yeah. Are those the two that are Devon Dudley's kids? I remember reading that Devon Dudley's kids signed with AEW. I don't know. But That's- you have seen these guys work live. Mondo Lucha. Yes. Airwolf. I think, I think we've seen them somewhere else too. Probably. I sw- I've I- seen Airwolf a few times for sure. That's what I thought that LSG dude was from, but it's not. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, uh, what else happened on Dynamite? Oh, um, but uh, the Blade fought... Oh, Pac. Yes. The Bastard. And then... A Death Triangle is kind of back. Yeah. Like that. What was it? Penna came out with a chair, and Eddie's like, hit him. And he's like, no, I'm sticking with my brother, man. So there we got that going. That'll be fun. I like that. Oh, I'm to think. I did oh, not watch NXT. Moxley uh, cut a promo and revealed that he is uh, expecting going to be a father to be. Yep, Renee. He, he's not having the baby. Yeah, Renee's got a podcast. I it just came up in my. I listened to like the first um, maybe twenty minutes. It came up in my suggestions. It's called Oral Sessions. Yeah, mm. sure is. What's it about? Blowjobs? No. Oh. Um, it's weird. The first like five minutes are very quiet. Like I think they're working off a little mic like we did. Oh. Um, but they must have a producer or something because after they kind of get five minutes into it, all it of a sudden like up. everything's kind of turned up a little bit. Um I'm only like twenty minutes in. It seems fine. And she's gonna be able to get a lot of gets, you know what I mean? Sure. Absolutely. Like, I don't know if I don't know what WWE's stance is on that, but I know she still has good standing in the company, but they're just such a fucking animal right now where they're not letting anybody do anything outside of their bubble that I don't know. Yeah, except for Xavier Woods. He can do everything. He just got signed by G- G4. Oh, that's still a thing? Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, G4? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know. Yeah, I did the same thing. I, was like, <laughs> I used to watch that. Me though. too. I was like, Attack, Attack of the, the Show was awesome. Yeah. Olivia Munn, yeah. bro. What oh, we- yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I watched Being the Elite again. I don't know if I watched Being the Elite. Uh, it was way better than last week's. What was it about? Um, well, the 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 thread, there wasn't really a, a thread. Give me, just give me a couple. Uh, uh, Michael Nakazawa greasing the ropes beforehand. Four? Uh, and it sets up a match tonight with, I guess, uh, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, but Trent Beretta came off the ropes and slipped. Oh, no shit. And they're pulling that same shit where he like greased it. So he's greasing it. <laughs> I haven't seen this one yet. Though. And uh, Trent's like, "You, mo- I'm going to kill you this Wednesday, you motherfucker or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what else was there? Um, oh, dude, you know how sometimes you see Kenny Omega and he's got those purple blotches all over yeah. him from that like suction treatment? Yes. You see him getting the suction treatment. Oh, I've seen it before. It looks it's weird. It's fucking gnarly, man. Like those cups are over him and the skin bubbles up yeah. like two and a half inches. And he's in pain while it's going on. He's like, oh, it's it's painful or whatever. Like they're talking. He must have like 
it's weird, dude, because he must have like six of them down his back. Yeah. And then at a certain point, there's like there's like blood. I don't know if it's coming out or in. Or oh, like, really? Yeah, I don't know what's going on, but it looks fucking gnarly. I always kind of want to try one just because I'm like, what is it supposed to do? I feel like it's got to help the muscles. Right? I was going to look into it, but I ran out of time. Because if I get this lower back muscle daily, that it just sucks. And it's like, yeah, I can do that. Like, I feel like it's speed up the healing process. I don't know. Mm. If it works for Kenny. Hey, man. Um, Anything for Omega. Dark Order had a Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Which is <laughs> Oh, wait, on BT? Yeah. Which was pretty pretty good. No, I have not seen that. They're all like talking about what they're thankful for or whatever. And Anna Jay, she's a fucking bully, dude. She's like, I'm thankful for so and so. John Silver? No, not John Silver. Uh, Blonde hair, dude? Oh, they cut his hair. Never mind. Uh, not the dude they cut his hair. There's another guy. Well, the, um, no, it's just, it. remember there was Stu Grayson. Stu, Stu Grayson. Grayson. <laughs> I'm thankful for. It used to just be Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. Yeah, now there's a million of them. <laughs> She's like, I'm thankful for Stu's French fries because I'm going to take them right now. <laughs> she takes them. Yeah, she's um, a bitch. She, she is. She throws Stu around all the time. She'll chuck him over a table like yeah, every she episode. Punches him and shit. Yeah. Um, uh, Matt Hardy, the fucking best. He's doing that same shit like he did last week, where he's like, "I did all this stuff before you guys and <laughs> yeah. this and that." Uh, there's, I mean, there's an awesome like, the Bucks are hanging out with those top flight guys. Okay, and. Uh, I, I don't know. So basically Matt Hardy turns into like everything. The top flight guys look up to the bucks since they were like 10 years old or whatever. So then like Hardy somehow like paints it to where like you've been looking up for me for double that. <laughs> right. I don't know. It was just, it was fucking great. All right. I'll check it out. Um, the truth is the truth. He keeps, he keeps saying that. <laughs> Hardy does? Yes. Okay. Truth is the truth. I just thought it was good. But yeah, you. this episode is way, way better. And then for the title or whatever, you know, the little belt they've been kicking around? The BT Last belt? week was the flip cup thing. Yes. Well, John Silver won it. And this week he said he lined up like eight guys and they, they had one of those death chips, those hot, hot potato chips. Or tortilla chips, you know what I'm talking oh, about? Just the one chip? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. one chip challenge or okay, whatever. Okay. And he basically he 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 lines up like eight guys. I mean, you got you got Trent who wants his belt back, Luchasaurus, <laughs> um Marco Stunt. No, 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 I didn't see Marco. Okay. There, I don't know, but anyways, just a there's bunch like of eight guys. Um Ricky Starks and all these guys, and they gotta do the one chip challenge, and he puts a glass of milk like in front of him, and he's like Whoever doesn't go for the milk can challenge for my belt or whatever. Corey Graves would have killed it here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw. I, I did not see that, but I, I heard either. about that. I heard it too. Um, nobody goes for the milk. That takes up like the last 10 minutes of the show. Really? Yeah. Like pe- guys are like fucking like crying. They're like, take her. So take her didn't either. Remember he had two glasses and he did yeah. 10 of the, I was impressed by that. I, I was, was like, too. God damn. Um, but yeah, so like <laughs> Ricky Starks probably did the best. Like no shit. He was like it looked like he was unfucking phased by this thing. Um but yeah, a bunch I've of I've looked guys, into that hot the one chip dealy. It's pretty pricey. For a chip, I bet it's how much is it? I feel like it's like fifteen bucks or something. Dang. It's something stupid like that. That's stupid. Yeah. But anyway, so I don't even know how they Nobody actually got to challenge for the belt because Everybody, nobody, they, nobody bit. Like twelve minutes in, Matt, Matt's like, 
I don't know what we're going to We just got to figure it out later. Like, just fucking cut the segment. We're figuring this out later. Stupid and John idea, Silver's John. being John Silver, like, in everybody's face with a glass of milk, and he's, like, sipping it right next to him and shit. Like, pizza boy. Good? Yeah. But, no, that was, like, that's, like, it for what I watched. I mean. Did you see that the NWA? Yes. What's the name of the show? Shockwave. Starting next week. Next Tuesday. Here's the thing, though. It was weirded. Worded? It was yes, it was worded weird. Like they said like uh including never before seen action or something. It's like, oh wait a minute. That, Shouldn't it all be? Yeah. They're like with all your favorite stuff and I'm like, Oh, are they doing like the MLW underground where it's like, here's Thunder Rose at a fucking house show. You, you know what I'm saying? Or or how you know, shit they had taped that they just never aired before. I don't know. We'll hey, check it out. Something's better than nothing. Absolutely, man. All right. Um, anything else? Oh, I did watch that Walter match. Yeah. What'd you think? It's fucking awesome. It was great. I watched it right before I came here. Did that you... kid is nuts. That yes. Dragon, Dragon, Dragonoff, whatever. He, Holy shit. Ilya Dragonoff. He's got the red contact. Yeah. Looks gnarly. God damn, dude. That kid took a beating. Shit, yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, I liked it. It was they. Uh, that goes back to what we talked about at the beginning of the show. Where you, uh, those guys must be buddies because I feel like they were... Taking, don't, taking some liberties. Honestly, I don't know if they are, but really? I think they just... Or they've worked with each other enough or something. Or they could just get together beforehand and say, let's just put on a banger. I don't know. Hey, that's how HBK and Undertaker was. I don't he know. He flat out said, they, we were never friends. Yeah, yeah, they just want. They both wanted to have the best match on the card. Fucking A, man. All right. Well, like we said in the beginning of the show, thank you, everybody. That's what we are thankful for. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, We will see you right here next week for another fabulous episode of the Dork Side of the Ring podcast. Gobbly gooker. (laughs) Is he still the 24-7 champ? Nope. R-Truth got it back. Ah. Bigger than Jesus, bigger than wrestling, bigger than the Beatles, bigger than breast implants. Bigger than Jesus, bigger than wrestling, bigger than the Beatles, and bigger than breast implants. Bigger than guns, bigger than cigarettes.